Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's up, guys? I'm your host, Scott Brewer. Welcome back to the Gym Lords Podcast. We interview real gym owners. Maybe these guys are in the trenches. Maybe they're discovering more about their business and really just building their business knowledge as a whole. Today, I have Heather Newland from Longview, Texas, who is the owner of Axis Fit and Nutrition. Heather, say hello to Gym Lord Nation and give us that 30-second elevator pitch about your business and where it is today. Wonderful. Well, thank you for having me. Yes, so I'm Heather Newland, the owner of Axis Fit and Nutrition. Uh, I have a 10,000-square-foot gym facility. Nice. Uh, we offer, it's a one-stop shop, nine concept. We offer yoga, Pilates. We have smoothies, uh, meal prep. Uh, I'm a, fit, a fitness nutrition coach mm-hmm. and a personal trainer. We have about six personal trainers on site. Um, we offer a core class, boot camp, Savage, uh, carry supplements. And it's really just a, a one-stop shop for you to come in, get your fitness, your, your workout. If you need an energy to head out. You need a smoothie on your way out as well. Um, but we have a really good team here in East Texas um, on this training. Yeah, you need a good team, right? Especially with the multiple layers that's happening, right? Multiple services, multiple structures of the business. Got to have a good team. And this is a new business, right? You just came out a couple months ago. So why don't you just tell you know, our audience and our listeners, what was like the biggest thing for you getting started? Um, well, you know, the concept was the easy part and the fun part. And I think honestly, finding that team wasn't too hard for me, which was great as well. I think the hard part is actually finding the right employees Mm. to work for you. And then to kind of, for them to understand like, hey, I've worked so hard in building this from the ground up because I'm a, I'm a brand new construction as well. I'm not seeing, you know, I own it out, I did it from day one, from the layout, the building, and now it's all in place. So honestly, and also finding the software, that's been the mm. hardest um, What's going to control these memberships and, uh, mm. you know, products, inventory, Uh, I started with one software and I thought it was great. Again, not knowing anything about the fitness industry. There's so many out there, um, Rbox, Zen Planner, um, Mm -hmm. others. And you're like, how how do I even pick one? And they all have good reviews. You don't see the bad reviews. Um, And so you pick one and then you stick with it and you have all, you know, that supports like reporting, um, taxes, uh, what are we low on? Um, entering people's credit card information and date of birth. I mean, that's one software that controls it all. And so how do you pick the, the best one? And so I had to switch over um, to a new company. And again, I wouldn't have even known that without having the, the errors I had. Uh, and they weren't big. It was just not fit for me. Uh, right. And to make sure that my business is running <laughs> Um, personal training 45 to 50 plus hours a week you know I have to have a backup so it was you know to take that um that trust in a software too because I'm I'm not real 
tech savvy at all. Um, and I think finding that software company in order to maintain a company for, for fitness was my hardest challenge on top of finding the right employees to work for me. Yeah, I completely agree, especially with your business model, right? You have multiple services going on. There are so many different moving parts. And so to be able to track, record, bill, right, cycles, there can be a lot of operational complexity with that. And for you, as a business owner who wants the business to run on its own, we have to learn and, and implement ways to simplify everything. Right. Right. So it's not just you that has to be able, or it's not just you that can be, you know, touching all the dials and manipulating everything. It can be, you know, a general manager or a director, or even one of your trainers or coaches that you've put into those different roles. Right. Yeah. And then for just to teach everybody, um, I've had about 12 employees here. And so you right. have to teach them all how to use that software um, and then, you know, just make sure that they're doing it correctly. So I yeah. have to reports every night. And so if those aren't right, then, you know, something's off. Is there difficulty or operational complexity that is occurring today? Or is this software for you working rather smoothly? The new software is working rather smoothly. Yeah, it's going to be way better. And I think the, the problem with the old software is a communication barrier. And again, communication. Uh -huh. So, uh, you know, hey, I have an issue. We have a glitch uh, with the Wi-Fi in the system here. Uh, what what do we do? Oh, well, uh, make a schedule next week. I'll get to you. Well, that can't work if I have unhappy clients and I have a glitch in the system um, or I might forget or something else might arise. And I'm, you know, a week later just resolving an issue that could have been taken care of. Hey, I need a company that is one kind of you know local in my area and i can have maybe just call pick up and call or send a text and then schedule someone within 24 hours um so and there are you know softwares out there that are ready the next day you know in order to help so solve a problem so mm -hmm. are you able to do that to where you can communicate through this platform via text message or directly to your to your clients Yes, mm -hmm, I am. Gotcha. Okay, cool. And so, yeah, I mean, I think that software and processes are key, right? Systems for us to have automation behind them. So we don't necessarily need to be present. Um, and even, you know, responses that could be automated is also another interesting avenue that we can, we can go down. But I'd like to transition it into something that I feel like has been rather impressive on your end from opening two months ago, and that's your client acquisition process. Can you just take us through what that looks like right now, whether that's via, you know, word of mouth, referrals, social media, you know, what, what is your client acquisition process look like? So right now it's been social media, Facebook and Instagram. Um, it's been climbing ever since we started, but again, I think the main key that helped is that I opened in August. But yet I started in January with my marketing media, social media gal. Uh, and so we marketed way before we marketed the day I had an idea. Um, and then uh -huh. we would continue saying, okay, you know, clearly my plans for the gym and the building have changed, you know, but we wouldn't really give a layout until it was actually laid out whenever I met with a pre-core who was my fitness facility, who did my layout with me. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so again, we kind of enticed the, the clients were kind of looking like, Hey, you know, gyms opening up, uh, we put one date out and we actually would say spring and not really may just because I know with building, it may not take six months or three months. I never really know specifically because we're always going to have glitches, especially through COVID and ordering things. Uh, it's been mm. a real big kind of setback. Um, so again, we promoted the marketing and stuff well before August mm-hmm. and then because I had my clientele and then those clients, my PT clients, let's say I trained 25 yet they know friends and they talk in Longview, you know, we're at 80,000 people on population. So a lot, you can hear a lot within this town. And so word yeah. gets out just personally as well who you know. And so again, that's why I branded myself. And then once I had good clients, let's say they lost so much weight, they were on my nutrition plan. Mm -hmm. We would post that as well, separate from the gym. So again, I'm branding myself, throwing, okay, so-and-so lost weight through my plan, or I've been training them. I trained at a gym before I opened my, I built my own. Mm -hmm. And then um, they would share posts. And I don't really do referrals. I haven't really done any giveaways. Again, um, I'm a little bit more, I guess, keyword would say bougie of a gym. Um, (laughs) That's actually works here on the location that I have here for my gym. I'm not, uh, you know, your typical crunch fitness or any time where you're going to get a thousand emails. Um, So I don't really promote anything like that. I'm just different. I'm a little bit more of a boutique, bougie, kind of more fitness facility. Yeah. Uh, I think that helped a lot too. Because, uh, you know, some people are like, oh, I hear this is going to be really nice. Um, you know, I wonder what's gonna, what it's going to look like. And so, again, we just give them a little bit of a, a, like a piece of the cake, you know, like a little a trail. And so, again, that really did help social media-wise. Like, hey, what's next? And so um, then we just kept promoting it at social media. And then word of mouth. Yeah, that's terrific. Beautiful. And when utilizing different social media platforms, we can talk TikTok, we can talk, you know, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, are all of your marketing um, avenues organic or are you doing paid advertising? Uh, They're all organic. I have not any kind of paid advertising. Um, Again, I just think my... I got the right gal, my marketing girl. And I think the two of us were really business savvy. Um, and so we really just planned it out well. Um, and then I just put myself out there. So um, yeah, that really just helped. What's the quantified data for you look like in the client acquisition or new client that has signed up with you? Let's say in the last 30 days, what does that look like? What do you mean? Quantified data, meaning how many new members have you signed up, let's say, on the last 30 days through these different marketing avenues? Yeah. So, um, you know, we were getting about three new members. We were getting about three new members a week. Um, when we first, it, was, it wasn't it was like, hey, boom, 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 once every day. And then word got out. Uh, people would come in and then we're getting one member a day. But then, you know, we had like a little new strain of COVID mm-hmm. and then actually another setback. 
And I was like, man, you know, uh, and that was another thing before while I was building this COVID was going on. And I was like, what am I doing? But just full head on. So that was a little bit of a setback, but I was having a member a day signing up and I was like, okay, I'm going to get, you know, my goal of 230, 200 to 235 by October. And then the mm. new strain hit and I'm like, oh, I'm slowing down. And then it was going back to maybe, maybe once a week, but nobody was ever canceling their memberships. Again, I don't oh. have, I don't have any contracts either. Um, so you can cancel anytime you want. And so then um, moving forward, I think that also helped people sign up as well. You don't have any contracts? No. So they wanted to let's sign up for a month, see if we like it. And then again, customer service is key and nobody has canceled memberships. So that's been key is keeping up, making sure they're happy. Yeah, that's um, huge. Yeah. And so now today, um, actually, and then sometimes I'd have two people sign up at once. It's really sporadic just because of the small things that are occurring. You've mm -hmm. got, COVID, and then now I have Thanksgiving and then I have mm -hmm. Christmas. And yeah. so you see this, it's like a going up and down, up and down. And so I also haven't had my grand opening yet because mm. I just got Wi-Fi. <laughs> Because again, we're in East Texas. And even though it's the 21st century, I'm like having a huge issue getting Wi-Fi enough to in order to function some of my bikes that are like Pelotons or free motion bikes. Got it. So I wanted to wait till I have everything in place before I have a huge grand opening. And then so hopefully I believe by then and then by February, because I need that January, you know, everybody's wanting to lose weight, get in the gym hot and heavy. Um, I should hopefully be able to hit that number for that goal. Is that grand opening going to take place in Q1? Yeah, January. Um, wow. Because I, I have Wi-Fi and I think, you know what? You know, everything's kind of settled down with COVID. Um, yeah. It is the holidays. And um, I think that'd actually be a good time to have it. Like, hey, new year, new gym, new you. And so yeah. that's that big grand opening. Again, um, a lot of the 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 companies that I use, such as uh, Zbiotics, which is an alcohol uh, hangover drink, I don't know if you've heard of it, that's coming into the fitness world. Um, and my meal prep guy, who's from Dallas, a couple of these people who, you know, are well known, they actually are going to come in and they're going to, you know, support me for my grand opening. So I feel like I've met um, quite a good, like a few people who are well-rounded that can actually help me promote my business as well being in this smaller town so yeah you absolutely sound like and seem like to me this relationship person oh yeah <laughs> hey i'm a relationship person i got business acumen i understand my strengths i understand my weaknesses i'm looking for complimentary pieces so hey i don't like social media that much guess what i'm getting an expert in social media content creation we got the we got the hover planes that are you know, tracking over our facility. We got the meal prep business guy who's going to come in. I might outsource him. I might just use him for myself to test what that looks like. And then we can get into our own billing structure. I don't know. It sounds like you got a lot of things in the oven cooking and there's big opportunity, you know, at this time right now, end of the year, Q4 holidays black friday was a huge deal and then now we're going into q1 i can even see you like taking a step back like i could see like, your wheels are turning like your business acumen like your plan moving forward you're turning i can see it in your action like i can see it in your behavior and your responses so it's like you know this is a huge time 
you coming in marketing eight months before you knew you were going to open already tells me that this girl's got or this woman sorry has a great head on her shoulders right so right now it would seem like the best time to do advertising online because now we're creating predictability for the business right now we are now we're getting an influx of people coming in i could i would project you to go over your goal of 235 in q4 into q1 just if you had right right ads rolling out is this something that you correlate with in your thought process what about your marketing girl does she think this way as well oh yeah so we and i have so many ideas that i didn't even get to start so i have plenty of other little avenues um come next summer even even to, to dive in with kids and to get more parents involved that i don't have currently um but marketing wise you know it you know and we keep the statistics you know our percentages are really great um each month they go up immensely uh and so again also the people on my team are very well known and rounded as well. And again, the good thing with my team and the difference between my gym and any other gym is that we're all entrepreneurs and we're all independent and we're all hardworking. So some of my girls that train, one could be a, a real estate agent. So we wear many hats and that's all I've ever been. I've always wanted, I do a little bit of everything. Um, and so that's the good thing. And I think that with the right team that I've finally found, and, and again, when I get references for people who want to train at my gym, they're not just random. Like they've already heard who I am, what my gym's about. Yeah. And they already are like, kind of feel like already know who I am because they can see it on my social media, whether it's Facebook, Instagram, even my personal Instagram, mm -hmm. you know, you can really see how much I put into it. And yeah. so it's not going to be just someone who it's someone who like, Hey, I've seen her, uh, you know, I can grow. And I always want to help anybody here who works for me too. There's no competition with me. And that's another key thing. I'm not in competition with crunch fitness, planet fitness. Uh, some of these gyms that are here locally, uh, because again, I go back to that. I know I say it a lot, but I branded myself. And I think that the people who come in, uh, really like our atmosphere and that we care about getting them happier and healthier. And then they leave with a smile on their face, even if they come in, you know, upset or sad, you know, like, Hey, let's get a workout in or Hey, let's just talk for a little bit and then we can go easy and then we'll pick it up the next time. Like that's how all of us are here at my team. And that's what I like to, to promote. Yeah. It speaks a lot to your, understanding of the marketplace when you can create an organic message on different platforms on social media and have people really understand what it is that you do there right to where they come in or they set up an appointment with you and there's not a lot of explanation or discussion that needs to take place they're almost ready to sign on the dotted line or at least sign up for that first month and going into that first month of how you bill no contracts. I want to create a little bit of tension here with yeah. this next question. And it's just, it's a curiosity thing of mine on, on how you feel as a business owner with that particular uh, pay cycle. Do you feel like that's a cause for concern that 
let's say that you have that offer up where you're like, hey, come try us out for free or hey, come try us, you know, first month, no commitment required or no contract required. Do you feel like that could create turnover or attrition because maybe people are coming in and they're just wanting to like use you for that specific initial offer, that 30 day, you know, access and then dip? Uh, no, just because my monthly is 65 a month. I'm not, you know, 1099 or 999. That's what's offered around here. You know, a lot of those bigger cities like Dallas and Austin, I feel like there's a lot more competition with those boutique style type. And so, and they're able to, I guess, not say thumb out that money monthly, but here we're just a little bit more tighter. I feel like with spending money. And so when they first initially come in and we say, hey, just our base is 65 a month, they're like, ooh, you know, I might just need to think about that. And again, earlier I told you, you know, I don't do anything for free. So even if they want to come out and do a day pass, it's $15. They don't have like, hey, can I bring a friend and have them try it out? I say no, but it's $15. Um, And then again, if they want to continue, I mean, the second time they come in, that's $30, but you could pay for the month for 65. And again, you can cancel if you need be. But honestly, the people who have come in to see my facility, they don't really just do the monthly. And the only time, because I do ask, you know, if someone has, you know, I'm not going to go next month. I am just going to pay for the month. It might be just because there's, you know, the Institute down the road that has a swimming pool, an indoor pool. And so they're going to do it for the the winter, but they said, but I'm going to come back. So I do ask them like, Hey, you know, is there anything we did or what we, we could do better on? Or why are you leaving us? But a lot of the only reasons have been just because, you know, well, uh, I need to cut back on expenses and then that one random, hey, somebody else had something that I didn't have, but it was, you know, something for rehab uh, style. It was an older person. Um, so again, for right now, it hasn't hurt me. Um, mm-hmm. But again, you would also have to see that the clientele that I carry is just different. Um, and that's the clientele that I'm looking for. Uh, you know, I'm also not in the city. I'm kind of on the outskirts not too far from the city. I have a really great location because location is key. Um, Just within two to four miles, you know, I'm anywhere from three to 4,000 people. So even if I, and that's where I was getting my numbers from, even if that 1%, if I had the 400 members of 4,000 people in my two mile radius, uh, I mean, that's really good for me. That's a good turnkey for me. So I know in the back of my head that, hey, I could possibly have 400 members. Um, and then again, the clientele that I have who are members that are going to stay for a long time that we also personal train and they come out and work on their own, um, who ha- are up there and, you know, they are in digital or in data and all of that, you know, the, it's about who, you know, they give me great insight, like, Hey, you're going to have a thousand people. And I'm like, that'd be great. You know, the more, the merrier. So I get a lot of great feedback too, from a lot of people that, Um, I've gotten to know, kind of learned what they do in their uh, careers, and I listen to them, and that's kind of what I've done from day one, you know, because this is my first business in the fitness industry, so I do like to hear it, but I I feel like I hear a lot more positive feedback on the growth of my company rather than negative, and so 
I'm not too worried about that contract. Yeah. Yeah. No. And, and you, that's something that you value. You value, yeah, exactly. you know, I said it before, I'll say it again, Heather, you're a relationship person. You value networks, you value relationship, you value what other people might have to offer in terms of information, business intelligence, knowledge. And what I love about you too, is that it sounds like you're so open to those things. And it's because you understand your business so much that if you just remain an open door to information and because you know your business, you're able to disregard what wouldn't be good and then also maybe accept or and implement what might be good for your business. It's always going to be a win-win when you create, you know, outreaches to other people that might have experience in these other areas. Yeah. And another thing is, is that I'm not basing, I'm not a person that, Hey, I've had 15 years in the fitness industry. I've had three or four gyms. You know, unfortunately I can't say that, you know, mm-hmm. I take back, I, I think people, want to be around my facility because they know I'm just real. I'm normal. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I've not, I've never been in bodybuilding. I don't know, you know, I don't act as if I know everything and, you know, how to lose, you know, 40 pounds in in four weeks, you know, I'm just real. I'm like, Hey, this is going to take you a while, like six to 12 months to yeah. maybe lose 10 pounds, you know, because you know, it's hard. Nutrition's 80%. Fitness is 20%. And sure. I, I'm just super real with them. I don't sell any products that I don't use. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people will reach out to me saying, you know, you need to sell this product. I, you know, do this, this, and this. So I'm sorry. Like I, I try it. I don't like it. And I'll be honest with them though. I'll say, Hey, yeah. I don't like the flavor of this, or, you know, this is in this product and I just don't see it fit for my gym. I'm sure that they appreciate that too. Right. Well, <laughs> there are there are there are aren't <laughs> <laughs> well you know good feedback like that i think a successful business is always open to that so um and something that i want to talk about just to kind of cap the show or you know on the second half of the show here is what your sales process looks like you know we've talked a lot about you as a salesperson and the approach that you take you're not necessarily this person that's like a know-it-all it really sounds like you're selling them on the result and you're being 100% authentic and real with them, letting them know like, hey, this isn't a quick fix. You know, you're coming to me with a specific result or problem that you have. I'm going to tell you exactly what we're going to do, what that looks like, the time that it's going to take. We're going to get you on a nutritional program if that's something that you want to do. But it sounds like you highly recommend doing it because like you stated, nutrition can be 80, 90% of the influence and impact of a result, that 10% is only like the physical aspect when they're coming to you and not inside that one-on-one training or whatever it is. So can you just take us through what your sales process looks like, let's say when you're first onboarding someone, and then also sales processes that might go beyond uh, you know, within a client's journey because you do have multiple services so I'm wondering how you get people into those other services. Yeah. So, and when someone wants to walk into Axis, you know, first off, it's about feeling not like scared. You know, it's it's to feel welcomed, you know, white walls, open space, real zen feeling, knowing that, hey, we're real comfortable. So showing them first off, hey, we carry supplements such as smoothies. They're all organic freeze-dried, no preservatives. And then I actually explained to them why we have protein and, and whey 
um, plant and whey protein. But I tell them my experiences and everybody who works with me knows my experiences too. I, I can't have plant protein, but I can do whey. So we, we sell these products to them and then we promote like our story. One of the, my client or someone who works with me is also my client, a PT client. She's been with me for over a year. And again, she explains her story. So people have seen her on social media. And so we actually tried to, we sell our stories to the people as well. And then we tell them, hey, this is the stuff we've used because it's right in front of their face when they walk in. Mm -hmm. um, and then we'll promote on social media. And so we have our meal prep. But let's say, you know, I'm not going to, it's the time that I put in to sell these products. You know, I'm putting my time in it so that, they're going to have a good result. And so again, the more results for them, the more they share. And then I sell, you know, and I'm selling all kinds of products. And again, I also sell um, clothing, women's clothing and men's clothing called VP Fit. Um, again, I wear that stuff. I promote it on social media. So they see me wearing it and they're like, I want to wear that. They have to come in and it's, it's everything is here in one store. It's a one-stop shop concept. Mm -hmm. And so that's how I sell my products. Um, and then I'm just promoting it. Where are your where are your members primarily? Are they in the group training, the one-on-one, semi-private? So we have a lot of personal training. I have five personal uh, trainers. They're all independent too. I don't give any one clients just because you're not going to work hard because you have to make sure that hey why is it they want to train with you how are you going to get them to become a year-long client you know you have to have that niche you have to have that comfort with your one-on-one -on -one client so we're all, all right. hold on back up you said that your trainers it's their business you do not feed them any clients no uh-uh any clients you get from your social media platforms, your brand of the company, they go into your training. Yes. Now I am full. If I'm full, I have my manager. I have a couple people that I will say, Hey, I have Ashley here and she can train you here. I'll start them and then they'll take over. And that's again, another revenue service. So these personal trainers pay me so much per head on their clients that come into my gym. You do not have to have a membership with me. What I feel that happens is that about 50% of their clients join my gym. So that way on a Saturday or Sunday, they can come in and work out. We are also 24. Mm -hmm. So again, they're, they're getting their own clients and then they join my gym. So it's like a win-win for me. And then also I'm not having to worry if I give um, Ashley a client and I give her just, let's say $25 or a base of $20 because she's, you know, not her client. She'll be like, oh, you know, that's her client. She's not going to work as hard. But if it was her own client that she, she had come into the door saying, hey, I'm available this time to train you. Heather's full. How is Ashley going to make sure that she keeps this client coming weekly in order to pay her? $55 an hour or $60 an hour. And then she just takes that, you know, initial, let's say 10 to $15 per head, subtracts it, and she's making more than what I would pay her. 
Um, so again, it makes those independent trainers work harder and actually, hey, I'm going to make sure that she's focusing on her glutes today or, or she's not happy with this. I'm going to I'm going to see if she's happier doing uh, seated rows rather than in the, on the machines. Um, so again, they're all independent trainers and as well, they can come and go into this gym. They don't have to work eight to five and be miserable here when nobody comes in. So they're not staff employees. They're literally just independent contractors. They can come and go. They can have another job. Like I said, one's yeah. a worker, um, one's, uh, works in oil and gas, uh, one of my coaches. So they all, and they all, some of them teach yoga and other yoga studios. But again, yeah. their clients come to them and they're walking into my gym and they're seeing, okay, I really like coming in here. And then I might join or I might meet somebody and I might go to a boot camp class because I have a friend that I was talking to while they were both taking a five minute break. Uh, and so I've seen a lot of that happening. And it, so it's really been working well for me. Yeah, it's, it's, an, it's an interesting model, actually. It's, it almost sounds like a reverse engineer of, you know, initial getting into one-on-one -on -one training. It sounds like you're like marketing for like a one-on-one -on -one training aspect and you're having your trainers do their thing, getting people in one-on-one. -on -one. And then the sale process after they're in with you getting that personal training is, hey, guess what? Like check out this facility, look at everything we have. We also have open gym memberships. Yeah. We also have group training memberships. And then we get them into those other services from the one-on-one -on -one training. Does that sound right? Yes. But yeah, I think what personal training here is probably one of our main um, aspects here, just mm -hmm. because we have, I'm going to say about 50, that 50 clients that we all personal train. Um, and again, they're all well-rounded clients too. So again, and their word of mouth just brought people in. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. When you continue to build up your clientele, I mean, to be, um, extravagant in this fact, you said like a thousand members would be something that would be considered, you know, the more the merrier. Is that something that you feel like is sustainable for one-on-one -on -one training or that's scaling group or open gym? Yeah, that's more open gym, that number. <clears throat> gotcha. Okay. And so what are some things that you're doing to scale that side of the business? Well, like, you know, first off, I want to, I think that the whole grand, having a grand opening is going to help promote because I feel like there are a lot of people that still don't know what, when they see the building of Access Fit and Nutrition, they said, okay, is it a gym? And some people see me on my social media and they're like, is it a gym for women? I'm like, no, <laughs> I'm like, you just got to come in. So sometimes I feel like our marketing hasn't reached enough in order to get that thousand members total so i think the grand opening and then probably pushing more marketing and then maybe doing this hey um we do uh, we just started a body challenge like a four-week body challenge we got a lot of people that um you know have never heard of us but just want to do this challenge you pay 25 dollars and you and i also have the in-body scan and i and mm -hmm. i explained to you your muscle versus fat again we're trying to find new and more ideas in order to get these people just to step into access. And then because right. like I'm here at five in the morning and I don't leave till about six or seven at night. So I'm constantly here all day. And yeah. I even take one hour lunch break here. Um, so again, 
whenever they come in, I know, okay, did he sign up? Was that a new, you know, what was he doing? Did we walk him through? Uh, mm -hmm. So I'm constantly watching while training. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I feel like just continuing to maybe, maybe do, who knows, TikTok, find another platform. Yeah. Uh, I haven't really reached that aspect of, hey, how can we get a thousand members yet? Because again, I want to hit my first goal. I'm taking each goal. Yeah. You never just have one goal. I have like a dozen goals, but that I want to reach yeah. that 235, 238. Okay, yeah. then step back. Okay, now let's have a meeting. Let's push five. Now let's push eight and let's get to this thousand. So it's a big jump to figure out. I don't have that list of how to get that thousand total. Um, but I know that, you know, it's, it's doable. Just got to put a, a few heads together of the right heads. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I think that you hit the nail right on the head right? Like as our business grows and reaches different tiers or different levels, maybe something that's going to work for the business to get to that next level isn't going to be the same strategy that got us to where we are now, right? Yeah. So you have to like reconvene, re-strategize, maybe change your approach or tweak your approach a little bit to get you to those next levels. Yeah. And again, you know, I read the only reason also I started this, I read books on, you know, how to grow a seven figure, you know, gym. Uh, how to books. And so I'm going to constantly continue to grow, you know, my strategy right now, I'm taking these small goals and I want this gym to run on its own. And yeah. then, okay, now I want to make a really nice profit. Or now yeah. I want to make sure that in, you know, what's my five, 10 and 15 year going to look like? Yeah. How will I this gym how you know how to take my brand off do you know one person's asked me and tyler like hey we have a gym for sale would you want to open up another one mm -hmm. uh you know those are those thoughts and i'm gonna like hey or i might have to it's all about resources for me it's about who yeah. you know you know someone who's been in this business then i'm yeah. gonna reach out to them i may not even know them and that's what i did i reached out to them asked them hey even i don't even know how to do insurance what's insurance that I don't even know them, but hey, they're going to either not respond back to me or they're going to give me a response because they're kind of someone like you and me on these podcasts. We just want to reach out to people and give knowledge yeah. uh, and people to have successful businesses um, and to take a, a leap and, you know, do something that you love um, and that you wanted to do. Love it, Heather. Love it. Where can our listeners find you online? We are... Um, AxisFitLongView.com. That's my website. And it's A-X-I-S. It's like the deer. Again, I'm a taxidermist. Uh, so it is my favorite animal. Uh, it's also, again, the, the meaning behind my name, the axis point is also the X and the Y, the core of your body. And again, you need that stabilization in that core and that whole. So nutrition and fitness is key for me. Mm -hmm. So I take those two terms and I just put the axis for it. Um, but again, it's A-X-I-S and then fit, F-I-T, longview.com. And then we're on Facebook and um, Instagram under Axis Fit and Nutrition. Axis Fit Nutrition, Facebook, Instagram, Gym Lord Nation. Go check out Heather Newland. She's doing really good things. Just started her business a few months ago. And uh, I know I speak for you guys when I say, Heather, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on today. Thank you for the passion, the authenticity that you brought, and the business intelligence. A lot of value. 
Um, Gym Lord Nation, thank you guys once again for tuning in to another episode of Gym Lord's podcast. If you like what Heather and I had to say, do not forget, smash that subscribe button below in order to be notified of our next episode. Until then, take care and we will see you next time. Gym Lords, out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords podcast. We talk to real gym owners who are in the trenches, doing work, changing lives. I'm your host, Dominic. Today, I'm here with my guest, Colin, owner of VIP Fit Club in Masson, New York. Sir, how are you doing today? I'm doing awesome, Dominic. Thanks for having me. Thank you for being here. Thank you for your service to the country. Um, in light of it just being past Veterans Day, can't let that fly. But let's get down to it. Let's talk about VIP Fit Club. Let's talk about what you're doing there, an array of things. Give us the lowdown. Yeah, well, thanks, Dominic. So VIP, uh, well, the name sounds uh, more for very important person, but it's actually victory and peace. Um, I think that's when we're our strongest. And I think um, the name is symbolic to just create um, just the best version of you. So from a fitness component, I think a lot of people can appreciate that. That's ultimately what we want to do is make people better than they were yesterday. So VIP is a, is a unique uh, company that I started back in 2014. I ets from the military. And um, at first, the focus was really just boot camps. Um, I took a, a component of what I learned in the military uh, when I completed my degree in exercise science uh, in, in the military. Um, the Get Fit Bootcamp program just came to me. I said, you know what? Let's just create a civilian smoking session, but let's tweak the drill sergeant uh, aspect of being a little bit too much profanity, derogatory. Let's let's change it and just make it with positive affirmations, build them up, and hey, let's throw just a, a little bit of more of a, a, a dynamic component of exercises. So it's a combination of Tabata, HIT. And, um, and strength training. So yeah, VIP is located in Macedon, New York. Um, you know, we serve everyone as young as 12 years old up to 86. My, my wife has clients that are about 86 years old. And uh, our main mission is really to make fitness a lifestyle for people. Fantastic, well said, sir. So your layout, your facility, you're running multiple models in a couple of locations that are interrelated, uh, but not in the same property, right? A couple miles separating one facility where you have uh, boot camp classes, you do some of your youth strength and conditioning, and also have, have made a former spot that you had had some equipment into a community center. And then your other location is an all access 24 seven gym. So talk to us about the relationship between the two of those you know, chicken or the egg, which one came first and, and how you formulated that, that synergy? 
That's a great question. So uh, we have two locations, as you, as you mentioned. The first location that we had uh, was in a it was in a plaza. It was in a strip mall. So 1503 Canandaigua Road in Macedon. And uh, it's about, we had started with about 1,300 square feet. And that um, just wasn't enough. We were growing. And as we grew, the, the footprint grew. Um, we started with a couple different elements of uh, the 24 seven component. We threw that in there. Bottom line, we just, it, it just was too much in one footprint. So we were part of Rotary. Um, or still part of roadie. My, my wife was out at lunch, met someone, and she had mentioned, hey, this property would be awesome for you. You need to go take a look at it. My concern, it was too small. Lo and behold, we were able to make a deal happen. We acquired that property uh, during COVID, which was, it was a tough time. We had a pivot. Um, and um, we actually had both locations maintaining during COVID. And we, we had a look at how we could actually support both facilities. Um, I ended up renting equipment. Uh, members, memberships decided to tie even, even if they didn't have an active membership. So now we're in the midst of what do we do with our existing facility and what are we going to do with a new property? Um, my wife thought I was crazy at first and I said, why don't we create a community center? And uh, we're going to give back to the community that supported us during COVID, and then we can make the new location exactly the way we want it for a 24-hour operation. And um, through the grace of God, everything, the, 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 the stars aligned, and we're able to make it happen. So we have two locations, one that's uh, specifically focused on 24-7 access with a personal training, uh, kind of a high-end boutique feel. The other location is weights clanking. You've got chalk. You've got you know, it's it's a it's I guess for lack of a better word, it's a guy's gym. A guy, it's, people love lifting there, and it has a group fitness component of a camaraderie of 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 a CrossFit type element of where it's a tribe. And um, we knew that when we had both the twenty four hour operation and the boot camp boot camp we were both successful in both venues but there are two different uh niches and i think that's one of the things that if i had learned a little bit earlier on as a business owner you know you really need to define your niche and that's what we needed to do is we need to separate it and do one thing really well in one footprint and you can have multiple businesses but you can't have somebody deadlifting 700 pounds and an 80 year old woman that's going to have a heart attack because she's here in the weight crank so crash so we knew we had to make some changes because we were growing that fast. So we were able to serve not only the, the serious lifters, the weekend warriors, and then the people that I wanna get a workout into my lunch and I wanna be able to shower and get back. So we were able to provide that. And that's what the two locations gives us the opportunity to do. It's uh, sounds like a lot to manage, but you know, you also have, have a great team, right? Your wife being the, the A player at your side and then, a couple of good trainers that you have that have helped you. And then, you know, the support of the community. I know uh, you said the town where you're in is, is a small town, right? Seven, 8,000 people. So knowing everybody, having everybody in town on your side is going to make it feel a little less daunting, right? Absolutely. So we're virtually, for those listening to this, we're recording this, you know, second week in November. 
hopefully at least prepared enough that I, unless something wild happens, COVID's not going to go and throw us a, another surprise blow. So right? I don't want to call it post-COVID, but we're, we're, we're COVID prepared. So with that being mostly past us, um, how are you moving forward in this new business environment? One of the things we talked about off the air was acquisition. And my, my wheels are turning thinking, all right, you have these two different facilities that can feed into each other, but what feeds into them? How do you get people in your community to raise their hand and say, yeah, I, I want to take a step in one of these directions. What does that look like for you? That's a great question. You know, at first we tried, you know, various sorts of, of whether it be Google ad, or print now it's we've been very blessed with referrals i think um people will help if you ask and i think that's one of the things how can you get your message out videos for me seem to be very effective uh, anytime that i post anything on facebook as far as uh, a video ad or uh, a personalized video to a group or organization um for client acquisition i pretty much find out what their pain is i mean the the if you ask and you say, well, are you happy with where you're at or do you need to lose weight? Are you, you know, uh, I guess you, you want them to answer the questions for them. And I think that's something that I first maybe were, was afraid to ask, you know, what their pain points were. But there's so many people out there that need fitness just more than just the physical fitness component of it. There's mental and there's a spiritual component and there's a sense of community so if you're faith driven you know what i mean that you you know if you look at what the body of christ is it's coming together as one so to me it, i look at it like we're stronger together and if i can the, the people that are suffering and usually in pain are the ones that are isolated whether it be for whatever reason um and i think people for more than just the fitness component come because they feel that they're being uh, supported and encouraged in an environment more so than they're worried about anything else and I think that's what makes us different. And I think any entrepreneur that's out there has to learn to be authentic because people will read through it and they will not do business with you. They do business who they know like, who they know, like, and trust. And if you can't be authentic in you, then you can't try to pretend to be somebody else. And um, I think that's what's really made us successful. I mean, there's some people that love us. Very few hate us, but we're very blessed because they know they knew who we are and, and what our mission is. So you know who you are, they know who you are, and it's a matter of fulfilling on that when they walk in the doors. So the natural next question is, again, with these two very different but complementary facilities, do you have a standard sales practice, interview, consultation, whatever you call it, that will take whoever walks in the door and try to funnel them or direct them to whether one, the other, or both are most beneficial to them? And, and how do you, how do you structure that? Yeah, that's a great question. And me and my wife go back and forth on it. And I think we, we both are in the right mindset of that, that we need to meet each client. I think each journey um, for the client is, is different but we want to make sure that they understand what services are available for you. So we'll give you a scenario, you know, a client comes in, they're looking to just join the gym. Oh, by the way, did you know that we own the Madison Community Center and we offer three group fitness classes are free? 
We encourage you to try them for all levels. And, you know, nine times out of 10, they're going to try the class. And more than 50% of the time, they typically are like, yeah, I really could see incorporating this into my fitness routine. So we want to give them more than enough options. I can scale down from, you know, if I, oh, we also do personal training, have a nutrition uh, component. We try to offer as much information in that initial consultation um, to, to fit the right program based on their budget, time, and availability. Um, one thing I found that I think every business owner could do is, is go back and you can, you can upsell. You don't want to, you don't want to go. I never want somebody to think that they're just dollar signs when they come to the door. I'd rather give them something for free and know that we're who we say we are and know that the value is going to come in the retention because it's a long-term investment. We have ridiculous retention. Our, our clients have been with us probably on average four to five years. We've been in business for eight. So we, we, um, we're, we're very blessed from the component of just trying to do right by that person's journey versus there's a lot of programs out there. Just download this PDF and it's going to get you amazing results. And there's too many just variables for that individual that maybe might make that program great for everyone, but not for that person. You know, what if, what, what if there's a certain range of motion, there's an, a nutrition, you know, issue, there's, you know, there's certain components of just the individualized custom fitness journey that is lacking now in the industry. And I think that's why you're going to see the big commercial gyms just not do as well in the long term because people want that personalized attention and not feeling like they're paying for an annual subscription, that they're not even going to the gym. No one's checking to see if they even or showing up and they don't have a coach to hold them accountable. So even just, you know, a video coaching call could make a huge difference to increase your retention. So anybody that's out there that's coaching clients and doesn't have the ability to, to meet with all of them, well, you could, you could send them a link and jump on a coaching call for an accountability and to see if, if anybody's got some questions and, and, and an open discussion forum, I think would, would be hugely beneficial. Um, but I think the intake's the, mo the, the most important thing, Dominic. I think it's, you gotta, you gotta do it either face-to-face -face, and if they're outside the footprint, it's gotta be Zoom. But if they're coming to your location to work out, there's no reason why if they haven't joined, I make it a prerequisite. If they join and they've even paid, I've had a gentleman say, I paid you online, I don't need to meet with you. And he was adamant, nope, I just wanna come to the gym, don't need to meet with you. I said, sir, I understand that, but I own the facility. It's kind of like me inviting you to my home. You know, I'm going to ask you to take your shoes off. I'm going to ask you to wipe things down and I'd be happy to refund your money, but I want you to know who I am and who you are. And I think, um, at the now, now he's great. Now he's doing personal training with me. You don't know, you can't prejudge someone just based on that initial con. He's my, one of my highest paying clients. So he went from just, I don't want to talk to you to now he's a high level personal training client. So I think there's just no right way to do the wrong thing. You can't cut corners um, to, to, to expect, you know, great results. It's just not going to happen. Yeah, absolutely. And, and your process involves some sort of consultation. There's assessment. I think I even saw on your website that you have a, there's a link to book a fitness assessment, some something along those lines, and, and you can fill in with a little bit of color there. One of the things that we see really often is 
uh, in facilities that offer personal training and have 24 seven uh, access, the percentage of people who show up or who take advantage of one of those consultations and assessments is super low. So where would you place yourself on there and what would you attribute wherever you are to? Initially, we, we didn't make it a prerequisite. So I'd have to say within the last year and a half, we've really, really pushed that. Mm -hmm. um, so I would say in the beginning, we met with them, but we never really, I was, I just made the mistake of prejudging. I just looked at someone and I just wasn't, I, I didn't do the right thing. I just basically kind of looked at them and I was like, okay, well, if that's what you want to do, I'm not going to push the envelope. I'm just glad that you're signing up. Now I look at it as I want to make sure I don't fail them and I want to make sure that I'm onboarding them correctly. So um, the percentage of people that take it 100% now, because it's a prerequisite. Before we were batting maybe 30, 40%. And um, it was it was more so for people that, when we, when we launched a 24-hour gym, we had a key, key fob system. We had a, basically, it's just a, an RFID chip, chip that they had to actually come and sign for, show them how to use it. There's a facility orientation, but it never went in depth of like, you know, where are you at with your fitness? Now it's, now it's a lot more uh, in depth as far as looking at range of motion or nutrition, health. We're actually now in discussion. There's a person that just joined Rotary and he started his own business and it's actually to check blood work, which um, it's going to be awesome because that's something you can't fake. And if we early detection is super, super key with us, if anybody that's had anybody in a family member that's had any sort of illnesses, if you knew about it ahead of time and you can do something about it, you'd want to. So the blood work is going to give us that, that uh, jump. And I think that level of service that no one else in the area within within a couple hours is even remotely doing so um that's one of the things that you have to offer some value added services and um i think that the blood work is going to only further um enhance that that fitness assessment that when that person comes in um so it's yeah for for now it's it's for now it's 100 percent of the people we require it there's no doubt um and it takes 30 minutes. I don't, you know, I won't take an hour of their time, but I want 30 minutes. And then I, I can sleep well at night knowing that there's nothing that I haven't at least offered. You're educated and it's all about choices, right? We can't force anybody to make choices. So it's, it's up to them to make that decision. Yeah, I think it's, it's a great policy. And a lot of people might be afraid to make the leap for fear of turning people off. Maybe people won't sign up maybe, maybe, maybe you can maybe yourself to death, right? But if your ultimate goal is I want to help the most people to the highest level I can, you've now taken away any opportunity for you to doubt, am I doing everything I can for this person? And like you said, you can go to sleep at night knowing I'm going to present them the options. They don't have to take it, right? Just because they don't take personal training doesn't mean I'm not going to let them train at my gym. But I'm going to make sure they know if they have a goal, I have a plan to get them there and they can take the path on their own or they can either they can let somebody lead them. I don't want to say hold their hand because mostly adults don't need that, but you offer a guided path and an independent path. Right. Absolutely. Perfect. And I, mean, I don't I'm not sure that I've heard of anybody making it 100 percent requirement and. 
just hearing it, just getting this out there might give somebody who's struggling. And, and I know some people have some amazing techniques to get people into those types of systems, but, uh, or to get people to show up for those assessments, but heck, making it a requirement, <laughs> you know, it doesn't really leave any, any room for, for improvement there if it's a hundred percent. So, so that's, that's fantastic. Uh, as far as where you're going, you know, the, with the facilities and, and as you're growing in this new dual location setup, what does the future look like for you? What are the things that you still want to add or services you're not offering that you'd like to, or products? Like what does the going forward look like for the, for the business as a whole? I think our, our next step is really to offer more of a, an on-demand or, or the online component. Uh, that's something that, that we're missing. Um, I think we could reach a larger footprint outside of our immediate area. Um, and I think it's to grow and train our replacements. You know, me and my wife are uh, over 50 and I won't divulge our true age, but, you know, we, we definitely realize that we're not the people that we were when we were 19 or 20. And, uh, but fitness is going to still stay a huge part of our life. So we know that, um, especially with, with people looking at uh, form, there's certain things that we're able to do now that we might not be able to do um, later. Um, that is part of our Get Fit Bootcamp program, just because of the high impact and things like that. So I need to train smart and I need to train my replacement. So we're looking at um, building a team that's going to be able to deliver the services at the quality of instructional because group fitness is way different than personal training. And then you have coaching and then you're working with student athletes. So we need to find the right people for our organization to make sure that we're delivering the quality service. So the next step is going to be online and, and really building a, a quality staff to, to help more people. Um, and then the community center, obviously will will probably hire other we even contract other types of fitness professionals to come in. Um, and we were very blessed from that standpoint. We've got a, a huge footprint to be able to offer whether somebody wants yoga. I think flexibility is huge. It's underrated. People aren't doing enough stretching, uh, which leads to a lot of, uh, you know, labrum, you know, you're talking, you know, meniscus, you're talking a lot of different, you know, wear and tear in our bodies. The compensation comes from somewhere. It's, it's, it's when you're, your form is compromised. So the other thing, I got to squeeze this in because hopefully Good someone form, will man. use it. it. So I always define fitness as form, intensity, time, nutrition, exercise, safety, and scalability. So for me, anybody that's in the fitness realm right now, um, and maybe, maybe you need to go back to the basics. I found that once I was struggling, when me and my wife looked at, you know, what are we doing right? What are you doing? You need to, and, in the military, there was always this after action review. And it was three things you're doing well, three things you could be doing better. And if you can't answer those, then you're really not being authentic. So you need to look at yourself and really look at what three areas you can be doing better. And don't make a huge list, but I think the three, the three and three work really well because A, you're getting some positive positive affirmation because you need that as an entrepreneur, because every day is a struggle. And it's like if you're not optimistic and happy, then you're not going to be served. But you also need reinforcement to say, how can I improve my service? Is it the music and your group fitness? Is it the intensity? Is it maybe your trainer's coming and having a crappy day? It doesn't matter. He's there or she's there to provide a service with a smile and make sure that she's keeping that group or he's keeping that group engaged. Um, 
you know, is it, is it, could it be your, your ambience? I don't know, whatever it is, the bathroom, the toilet doesn't flush right or something, whatever it is, if they see that you don't take the attention and time and don't care about your facility or care about what they're saying, then you're probably not caring about their journey. So the three, the three and three are big for me because I always try to ask after a group, what did you like? What can we improve? And, um, you know, if we're not growing, we're dying, right? And if we're not, I don't think we ever yeah. lose. We either learn or grow. It's, so to me, you learn or grow. Grow or die is, is one of the core tenets of our organization. And that's why I laughed because we are speaking the same language on, on so many levels. And, and I think something that you said earlier that ties into that too is you have this recognition that a growing, thriving, successful business is always going to be broken just as much of a business as a business who's struggling. It's just a different level of broken. And, and that doesn't have to, I know it's got a negative connotation, but if you're not aware that you're going to create new, exciting, you know, problems to solve for yourself, then you're not actually growing. You're just kidding yourself. Right. So I love the, the awareness of these are the things that we're doing. This is going to be the next challenge that we have to come with. This is the knowledge we have to acquire or the skill set or the people to get to that next level. And it's just, it sounds like it just brings excitement for you. You're not discouraged by any of it. You're like, I did this. I brought this upon myself because I want to keep growing. And, you know, that's, yeah. that's a lesson in and of itself, sir. I like that a lot. Thank you. Yeah, no, I agree hundred percent. So as we start to wind down on time here, um, you know, as always, I wish we could go a couple hours on these. One of my favorite questions to ask, and and I think um, you're gonna have you're gonna have a, a stellar answer either way. Is is there a piece of advice you would give to yourself years ago, starting out, or to an entrepreneur who may be new in the game? You know, one thing that you think might serve them above and beyond maybe anything else. Probably, probably two things. So probably rules to, to live by. So like a morning ritual, they need, they need to have a, uh, you, you need to have a tone that's going to set the day. So you basically need to set the pace um, in a vision board. So let me go over the rules. So to me, one thing you got to wake up with and you got to be grateful. So to me, it's always, you got to be thankful and give thanks to God. And if you're not faith driven, then you got to, you got to have a why. So that why and that purpose. Um, never ever speak neg negatively because it's contagious. If you speak it, you give it light. So I'm a big proponent. If somebody's gonna has anything negative to say, and oftentimes our worst enemy is ourselves. So don't ever say it to yourself, your inner voice, or out loud anything negatively. If you have nothing to say, just be silent and try to get back to some sort of happy place. Um, you gotta love what you do and um, who you serve. If you're not in this and you don't love fitness and you don't love helping other people, you're in the wrong industry and uh, you, you need to probably look at another career. Um, you got to let go of the past. You brought up a good point. We're talking about, you know, if you're not growing, you're dying. You need to get out of it. You have to be comfortable being uncomfortable. And that was one of the hardest things I had to learn is that, you know, in the military, you know, there's certain things that we just, it sucked, but you train like you fight. So if we didn't train hard, 
I wouldn't be here right now. I actually probably would be, you know, who knows, with some fallen heroes because I didn't, I went to two conflicts. I went to Iraq and Afghanistan and it wasn't easy. But if I trained and didn't have the proper safety measures and I didn't train at the range and I wasn't physically fit and I couldn't get out of Dodge when I needed to, I probably wouldn't be here. So we have to take it seriously. You have to basically let go of the past, never forget the true lesson um, and never give up on the things that you love. I think people are looking at it now and saying, it's not, why not you? So don't, don't give up on the things that you love. Um, and most importantly, don't let anybody steal your peace. No one has control over your emotions. That client, that vendor, that class, it could be your spouse, your kids, joy comes, joy is strength. So you can't let anything interrupt that. So um, be patient, things are gonna get better. Trust the process, you gotta have patience. Um, integrity is everything. You gotta have integrity. Um, and it's okay okay to ask for help. Most people fail because they don't ask for help. You don't have all the answers and you got to live in the moment, but look forward forward to what's coming, you know, pray for direction and wisdom, wisdom, but you gotta, you gotta be optimistic and without faith, there's no hope. So you gotta, you gotta just basically wake up every day knowing that you want to leave this place better than you did yesterday. Well said, as have been many of your points here, sir. I appreciate everything that you've brought to the show today. I appreciate your time. Thank you so much for being here. The very last thing, if people want to find you, they want to find VIP. Are you on social media? What are your websites? Give us all that so that people can seek you out. Sure. sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're at VIPclub.com. And from there, you'll see the 24-hour operation as well as the classes and personal training. Um, I've just launched my own websites, colinvega.com. So, so for person speaking engagements, motivational coaching. Um, so that that just started this year. So um, that's going to be the segue after my fitness journey here is to, is to get help others and just motivate and inspire. Fantastic. Thank you so much for your time today, sir. I appreciate you being here. This has been an amazing hour. I appreciate you. And Thanks for having me, Dominic. You're, you're welcome. And to everybody out there, as always, we appreciate you. Thanks for spending a little bit of your time with us. We hope you found value in this episode. If you'd like to hear more, hit the subscribe button. We'll notify you as episodes drop. If you'd like to be on the show, share your story, what you're doing, your, your piece of the world, how you're changing lives, click the link in the description. Someone from the team will get in touch with you as soon as possible. To everybody out there in Jim Lord's Nation, keep working hard. Keep changing lives. Keep kicking ass. Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Jim Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. 
Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's up, Gym Lords? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords podcast. My name is Bria. I'll be your host today, and I am here with Nancy from B1 Healthy Fitness Center in Pennsylvania. What's up, Nancy? How are you today? Good. How are you? How are you? Doing We're getting a little well. snowflakes today, so um, it's getting a little cold here in Central yeah. PA. Yeah, I know. It's that time of year. I'm, I'm from Rhode mm-hmm. Island, so it's uh, starting to get very cold as well. And I'm not ready yeah. for it. <laughs> no, <me> never. <laughs> All right. Awesome. So let's just jump right into the details here. What is it that made you want to own your own gym? Well, it's crazy how life works. Um, I knew for a long time that there was a passion inside me to just help people and mm-hmm. just to make a difference. I did not know what that meant. Uh, so, you know, how my life works, because I'm a very, a woman of faith. So, um, I had this passion to just go, go, go. And I always wanted to be a life coach. And then I got to the point in my life where I was not happy with how I was physically, because I was always very, very active. So I joined a boot camp that was outside and really loved it. Um, and then the owner of that boot camp looked at me and said, like, like, look, you have something that is amazing. And I know that you can help me build my business. So, um, I joined on and helped build that business. And then I realized like the first time I ever trained a class, I was so nervous, so, so nervous. And I'm one that I can get up in front of a crowd and talk in front of hundreds and not worry. But to train a class, I was like, oh my gosh. So I didn't allow that fear to hinder me. So I I trained and I fell in love. I fell in love with the process of just inspiring others to push a little harder. And then it was, this is what life's about you know, mm-hmm. changing lives. And, and then as our business grew, um, there was a little bit of conflict of morals and ethics in that. So I, um, it's a funny story, kind of. I said to my boyfriend at the time, why is it that I always work for weekend? Why? Mm-hmm. And he said, maybe it's you. I'm like, what? So it made me think, I can do this. Mm -hmm. I have what it takes to do it. So um, stepped out on my own. And at this time, um, I built a team of 10 trainers who just, they weren't in the fitness world. They just loved fitness. And then they loved people even more. So I built this amazing team and created B1 Healthy Fitness Center. And that's how awesome. I got started. It was yeah. not what yeah. I thought, but I'm still <laughs> creating change in people's lives in just a different way than what I originally thought. 
Right. Yeah, absolutely. So it started from your passion for helping people essentially, and then just grew into something larger. And the awesome thing about that is that you didn't let your own fears hold you back, you know? And I think that that's something that really happens to a lot of people. I mean, myself included at times, it's like, you know, you tend to just kind of write things off because you don't think that you're necessarily capable of doing it. Or like you said, that first time you taught a class, you were so nervous. And sometimes people are afraid to push through that to actually get to the other side and and be able to achieve certain goals, you know, whatever they might be just because of that initial fear. And I think that that also relates on the client side, you know, because a lot of people are, are afraid to get started in some type of fitness journey because they don't know where to start and they're overwhelmed and it can be scary to walk into a gym and not really know what to do. So yeah, that's absolutely relatable on both sides. Yeah. And and it's, it's building a confidence as well. And that's what, how I built the dream team that I have is they were clients that I saw something in them that, um, that they didn't even realize that they had. Right. They had something unique about their compassion and their drive and their determination that I knew with just a little bit of coaching could get them to that center mat and inspire others while it's inspiring and building their confidence. And I have seen that transfer, just just transform their lives too, which then again is a rippling effect into our clients to know, you know what, we were just like you coming Mm -hmm. in to work out because we aren't happy with where we are physically and we want to create change. So, I mean, we're very relatable because we're just like everyone else. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. And you took the steps first and then you're now able to inspire other people to do the same. Right. So that has a a very large impact for sure. So within the business, how do you structure things? What does your business model look like? Do you offer one-on-ones, group classes, semi-privates? How does that work? So my facility is small. I mean, I started out renting from um, a church and renting their um, big community hall. And then COVID hit and it's like, I do not need this big space. So I um, now I'm currently in a small studio that holds about maybe 25 comfortably. And I do have some equipment here, not a lot. I'm not about machines. I, I feel that the best machine is this right here, your physical mm-hmm. body. So right. um, I do offer group fitness with that one-on-one personal training feel. So every one of the trainers you come to they are going to know you they're going to get to know you and know what injuries you have what your goals are what you're actually struggling with personally because sometimes that you have to get over so um mostly group fitness small class sizes but i do offer one-on-one training with folks as well and we do i do open the gym as well for open gym so people can come and go as they please. We do have um, two punching bags here. Some people just want to come and, and work the bag, what we call, you know, bag therapy. 
and mm -hmm. we have that we do um the i do punch cards as well in case you don't want to do a monthly membership and we um also have some classes that are for like fit to be fit so they're chair classes we have all different styles of classes to fit any ages and stages of fitness so yeah but it's yeah. group fitness that i do and um you know that's what it's mostly what we base it on okay and how do you structure your memberships so is it kind of like tiered depending on what level they're taking like if they're doing more one-on-one -on -one training or they're doing the group classes or how do you structure memberships so the memberships i do monthly i um i don't do contracts for phone mm -hmm. folks so um i'm not a big fan of that probably not best business sense maybe but I want people to come because they want to come. Mm -hmm. I don't want them to be locked into a contract and then be like, that's my, that's my tax that I pay because I don't want to go to the gym. And um, so, yes, I do charge for a membership. So if they want to buy like a three month as well as a six month or a 12 month in advance, they could do that as well. And mm -hmm. the one-on-one, -on -one, that is based per their needs. So whatever okay. they need, then we come up with, a plan and what that may entail is how many hours and what it all entails because some of it can actually include my coaching life coaching um mm -hmm. options as well okay all right yeah that makes sense so yeah the um a lot of people something that i've been hearing lately with memberships is especially post-covid um the month-to-month memberships. So when I was in my facility, I honestly, I hated month to month memberships because like you said, from the business side of things, it's like, it, it kind of complicates things just because you can't really rely on that income necessarily right. monthly. Right. right. So it kind of makes it right. hard to track things. So is that something that you've experienced as well? Or is your, is your retention really good or how do you, how are you kind of handling that? It's hit and miss. Prior to COVID, I was using a software that um, was mostly used by gyms, but then it was so expensive. So mm -hmm. I had to let that membership, that subscription go. And now it is me just keeping track of people using Excel document. Like it is it's extremely, extremely hard because yeah. I'm the yeah. only one that does that. I'm the only one that has the client information this is solely my baby. Even though I have an amazing dream team, this relies on me. So it is extremely hard. And right now I'm trying to navigate my way through that and, um, and build that a little bit better in order to do like newsletters and texting and all of the emails so that it's not just individually. So right now, yes, it is a complete okay. mess. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> And making it work. <laughs> yeah. Retention is yeah. hard because of that. Yeah. For sure. And it's time consuming, you know, to have to pay attention to everybody's accounts and when they're due and make sure that you're collecting when it's due and just keeping track of all of that is just 
a lot. And especially, you know, as, as clients start to come back more so, you know, post COVID and, and things start to grow again, it, it can be overwhelming. And I'm sure that you're, uh, are you, so are you in the facility all day, every day? Are you still teaching classes as well? And yes, I teach everything. Um, yes. Yes. I teach a lot of the classes, even though, because my dream team, they all have, most of them have full-time jobs and they mm-hmm. donate their time here. And that's why I have amazing people that um, they, right now they know I, you know, financially they, they do that because they want to, mm-hmm. they don't get paid to train a class. They get a membership, but they love mm-hmm. what they do. They love yeah. inspiring yeah. people. So yes, I am training classes. I have trainers training classes and trying to keep up everything. I also, um, I have a couple part-time jobs to offset right now where I am with low mm-hmm. memberships in order to do that because this is solely my income. So it's it's been difficult, but it's that, it's that drive and determination of you got to keep going, you know? Yeah. Right. Absolutely. So now your membership is now, so is, are the part-time jobs something that you had to pick up post COVID just to kind of offset the lower memberships? Yes. Okay. Okay. Yep. Before COVID things were great. Right. um, But yeah, I had to move locations during that and open up another facility and yeah so it was a big change from yeah that's a lot of changes and and fast and unexpected of course so definitely complicates things so now on the other side i always like to say on the other side of covid even though it's not completely gone but it's getting much better um how are you now getting new people in the door or getting people back in the door? Are you doing any type of marketing for that? Uh, whether it be um, on Facebook, Instagram, any type of social media, are you doing any paid advertising at all? What does that look like? Right, so right now um, I just use Facebook and Instagram. Okay. And um, I do, that. I have not done any paid ads lately, but I am building that up to where um, I'm in the midst of some transition here. Anyway, so I've actually, because I'm in a very rural community Mm -hmm. and a lot of people here in this area putting their value in themselves whenever gas prices and groceries are going up, Mm -hmm. first thing that goes is Mm self-care. So just in November, I lowered my price. And because I would rather help more people pay less mm-hmm. and then the people that say, I just can't, you know, um, I don't, because the pricing of everything is going crazy right now. And yeah. so, yeah, I am. Um, so once I get that built up and I'm also putting in, I just recently had a room remodeled in my facility and I'm putting in a infrared sauna. So 
with that. So then I'm going to, once I get that done, which should be in another week or two, I will put, make a reel and do some paid Facebook and Instagram um, advertising. Okay. So yeah. I'm kind of like in that transitional period right now that I don't want to promote too much yet until I get it all together. Yeah, absolutely. That completely makes sense. So in the past, have you done paid advertising on Facebook? I have done some. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. What I do, I would have um, like a video meme that would do a promo and then yeah. post share and do that. Um, so Okay. Yeah. So, um, goals for the next six months to a year or so, I'm sure are based around growing that membership mm-hmm. again yeah. and kind of getting back to the point where you were pre COVID. Um, anything else specifically in the business that you're working on? Also, are you thinking about going back to a larger facility eventually once you kind of gain those members back and you're in a position to do so? Is that a goal that's on your mind? Well, here's here's my long-term goals because I also do a lot with our community and mm-hmm. I work with people in recovery and that just is not addiction recovery because we're a lot of people are recovering from some form of trauma yeah. in some way. So um, I have created a Heal the Haven little sponsorship, I want to say, that people can donate money into that because I give memberships away for free for some people that are in recovery that need us, Mm -hmm. whether they just left an abusive relationship or they're trying to stay clean. And I give them a place to heal and we give them other positive support systems to just help them flourish and to recover, right? So my, my goal is to keep the facility that I'm in. It is a smaller area, so it's more yoga-ish healing center, and then grow to where I can have a bigger facility that is more of a full gym that mm-hmm. can be used as also like a community center. Because again, we do a lot of outreach for people, even youth that um, are in facilities. So my goal is to keep this as a healing the haven little spot, and then have another place that is a full gym that is open more um, to the community for all facets of fitness and emotional fitness as well. So right, you know, that's that, that's my goal, and and to open up. Also, I'm looking into the Keely Haven as a official like non nonprofit as well, keeping my okay. business, but then opening up something like that as well. Yeah, absolutely. That completely makes sense because everything's so connected. You know, there's such a connection between physical health and mental health and um, being able to provide that place for people to go that need it is... Yeah huge. Um, and with that being said, you know, being able to get back to a point in the fitness business that you have right now will allow you to fund the other piece of that business. So I'm sure that that's something that is, you know, uh, really on your mind and, and a goal that you're really looking to get to as soon as you can, so that you can start 
adding in that other component of your business. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So um, now as far as getting there goes, do you have a specific plan in place to get those members back in the door and really kind of ramp things up again? Are we thinking that maybe the turn of the new year might help or is there anything specific? Yes, we're actually, um, I'm meeting with my team this weekend and we are going to, you know, mind storm together to create a plan um, because I've really tried, been pushing, promoting on Facebook about, you know, let's end this year strong, fourth quarter. So I've, you know, gained mm-hmm. some new clients back and brought back some older clients. So now we're going to meet to like really ramp it up for um, through the holiday season and starting in January. But mostly, you know, some people will kick on in January, but some of it doesn't happen until February. I've seen with our clients in this area. So, you know, okay. Yeah. So, yeah, we're creating a plan to make it happen. To really right, wrap right. it up. Yeah. Okay. Because, yeah. And are you thinking, go ahead. Yeah. Because it's been hard because this, I mean, this is, you know, my, my baby and my business and I'm the one that does the behind the scenes stuff as well as train some. And, you know, I had, I was the chair for the rally for recovery in Clinton County. And so that took a lot of my time and my daughter got married two weeks after that big rally. So my focus was on a lot of other things other than the business. So right now mm-hmm. I know mm-hmm. that that was August, September timeframe. So now we're like, okay, so because of my inactivity here, I see that now. So you yes. constantly have to be on to keep it consistent. Mm-hmm. So I understand why things have like dropped some to even, you know, because of my personal stuff. Be honest, mm-hmm. like we are the driving forces. So right. now being refocused, it I know it's going to tick back up again. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. It takes uh, about thirty days or so for you to actually see the ramifications of anything within yeah. the business. You know, the good things and the bad things. So right. sometimes you don't really realize things are kind of trending down until it's almost a little bit too late, you know, (laughs) it's it's hard to uh, recover that. And then, like you said, you know, you're, it's your baby, it's your business. It's, I mean, you're doing everything and, you know, that can be hard too, because if you focus your attention on something else for a little bit, it goes down. And then, you know, then you, you focus your attention back, it goes up. But then a lot of times business owners are spread so thin because you're focused on so many different aspects of the business that the same thing happens. You know, you focus on one thing, something else goes down, then you go pick that up and then something else goes down. So it's, it's hard to balance everything. And then it's like personal life on top of it. Forget about it. You know? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we do have a life, right? As older, right. <laughs> you have a life, and so yeah, it's it's it is a balancing act, and um, you know, because I'm I'm also a mom, and adult children who are married and have blessed me with five grandbabies. So you know, they know that n- their nana is crazy busy. So um, a lot of times, nana times at the gym, 
They love yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, it, it's a balancing act. So you're you're absolutely right. Yeah, for sure. So kind of along those lines, if you could provide a piece of advice for somebody who is considering opening their own facility, what would that be? Well, it would be um, if you're in it for the money, then you're not in it for the right reason. Mm -hmm. That's, you have to be in it to change lives and make a difference in your community or broader, however you want, and to create a great support system mm -hmm. because it is a lonely job. Yes. Creating your own business and starting a gym and, and be prepared to take care of yourself. Self-care is important because when you're in the gym life, um, for me anyway, because it is more of that personal one-on-one -on -one connection with our clients, you have to take care of yourself and take time for you because it can be exhausting and draining physically mm -hmm. and emotionally. So just to have that support system and rely on people and just really have a plan and know that sometimes the rewards and the blessings aren't always in your bank account. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. That's a, a lot of times I think, you know, people get into personal training and, you know, get a pretty good client base and then they're either paying rent somewhere or they're paying a percentage of their revenue to an owner and then they just kind of want to take it all for themselves and they're like, okay, I'll open a facility. I'll just do it myself, you know? And right. then, um, it, it kind of changes things, you know, it, you don't really realize what you're getting into. Yeah, exactly. Initially. Yeah. It, it's more than just, um, getting with someone and making them, helping them reach their goals. Mm -hmm. Keeping someone motivated mm -hmm. is, such a struggle because it goes against our human nature. Right. You know, right. you know, no one wants to eat lettuce and do this, this, and this. No, you know, it is about keeping people motivated, but that's where, how, you know, that's that getting to know people more mm -hmm. and tapping into that. So, but I mean, it's just, it's never giving up, but you have to right. have good reasons to do it in the first place. Yes. Yes. And the passion. And, um, you know, somebody that I spoke with the other day, I asked him the same question and he said, you better make sure that you are passionate about what you're doing, because if you're not the work, the stress will, uh, you know, outdo that like that you have, or, or if it's, if the passion isn't strong enough for yeah. what you're doing, for helping people, for changing their lives, for, you know, that piece of things, then the stress of the business will overcome that. And, you know, you start to resent your training and that's the, the whole reason that you got started. So it's like, mm -hmm. you have to be careful, you know? <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, you have to, you have to want to wake up and make a difference in someone else's life and create change. And like, that's the only thing you want to do. 
-hmm. If you have a choice of either breathing or this, like you have to find something that makes you want to say, okay, I want to do this even if I'm taking my last breath. Mm -hmm. You know, it's mm -hmm. that kind of passion. But I always ask people, if all the jobs in the world could be the same, what would you wake up to do tomorrow? If that answer is not run a gym and change people's lives, then don't do it. Yes. If you're yes. in it to just think, oh, like the fitness world, I can make lots of money and create all this. Um, that won't last. It right. Won't yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it uh it tends to uh, take a lot out of you and, and the piece about self-care, you know, making sure that you're actually taking care of yourself. Because if you think about it, it's like you tend to get into fitness because you love fitness. But then when you're doing it all day and you're working 14 hours on the floor, the last thing that you want to do is stay at the gym for an hour or two more and work out yourself, you know, and Absolutely. then that's that decline starts to happen yep. as well. So like you yep. said, um, building that support system and being able to rely on other people to, you know, allow other people to come in, teach some of the classes, take some of the things off of your plate so that you can be better for yourself so that you can be better for the whole business as well. Right. And then understand that you can create a team and a great schedule, but if something happens in their lives, I mean, it comes to me. I'm not going to mm -hmm. cancel class. Right. My clients rely on that. That could be their 30 minutes mm -hmm. of the only time they have for themselves. So yes, exactly. if you're getting into this business, be prepared. If this is what you want to do, be prepared to do it all. If you have to, because some mm -hmm. days it can be you like that. <laughs> yes. But you have to be passionate about your clients. You know, right. So yeah, it's, it is a lot. And, um, that's where I take time to meditate. I take my time on a Sunday and get recharged. And, mm -hmm. and that's what I do for myself and my faith. And in order to, to get through the tough and long days. Right. Yeah, absolutely. It's super important. Mm -hmm. Yes. Alrighty. So as we start to wrap up here, where can the listeners find you on social media? At um, on Facebook, you can find us on us at B1 Healthy Fitness Center, and also on Instagram. And um, my website is in the process of being built, so I'm not out there on the World Wide Web yet. And and yeah, just searches out. Um, I'm also out there as a certified life coach as Nancy Hackenberg, certified life coach. You can connect with me there as well. All right. And I think we, I think we have a couple of YouTube channels too. YouTube videos, not many, but <laughs> it's one of those things again, it's progress, right? Yes, absolutely. In the works. Yes. All right. Well, Nancy from B1 Healthy Fitness Center in Pennsylvania. Thank you so much for joining us today. It's been awesome having you on the show. Oh, you're so welcome. Thank you. It's been an honor to talk awesome. with you and to have this time. Thank you. All righty. And to all of the listeners out there, make sure that you subscribe so that you will be updated on future episodes of the show. In the meantime, keep killing it out there and we will catch you on the flip side. Jim Lords out.
Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets, at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.